back on the fruits of the Spirit. We have uh, been in the fruits of the Spirit for a couple of weeks. We talked about love a couple of weeks ago. We talked about joy last week. And tonight we are talking about peace. So if you want to flip to Galatians, you can. Galatians chapter 5. If you don't want to flip there, that's okay. Just listen carefully. That's in the New Testament, so that's going to be kind of toward the back of your Bible. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight and we thank you for these uh, fruits of the Spirit, dear Lord, these good qualities that you put in us so that we can uh, live these things out. And I pray, God, that you would help us to do just that, that you would help us to be full of these things, God, to be full of love, to be full of joy, and as we study tonight, God, to be full of peace. And so I pray that the Holy Spirit would speak through me and lead me uh, to say what you need your people to hear tonight, God. Hide me behind the cross, and you do the speaking tonight for your glory. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. Amen. Peace. That's a, that's a word that, that our culture is, is familiar with. Uh, we hear people talk about peace. We've seen it for, forever in our, in our culture. I found a few of these pictures of things that when I thought of peace, these are some things that I instantly thought about. First thing I thought about was Miss America. We were watching a movie the other night about, what was it called, Miss Congeniality, about this woman that was in the Miss America pageant, and they kind of made the joke in that movie about, that's what Miss America always says, what do you want? Miss America says, world peace. So I thought about Miss America when I thought about peace. That's something that's it's big for the Miss America pageant. We all have seen probably in our lifetime the peace sign. We've probably all used the peace sign. We've, we've seen the peace sign like the one you see in the bottom left corner in the 60s and 70s. That was a time where everybody wanted peace and didn't want war and everybody just to, to get along. Uh, there's an a NBA basketball player. He's changed his name to Meta World Peace. That's what his, his legal name is now. And so in our culture, we are very familiar with the idea of wanting peace. And, and, and really, we all want that. Whether we make fun of, of Miss America for always saying that they want world peace or whether we see basketball players who change their name to world peace, as silly as those things may be, the bottom line is, is, that, is that as humanity, I think that most people probably desire for there to be peace. That most people probably desire for there not to be a bunch of fussing and feuding and a bunch of arguing. And, and people are always trying to figure out, how are we going to find this peace? Is it possible to ever have this peace on the earth? If, there, if this would just change or if that would just change, we would have that world peace that we so desperately want. Back in the Great War that later was known as World War I, when it, uh, it, it was known as the war to end all wars. It was going to make everything right after it was over. Everything was going to be straightened out. No more problems until about 22, 23 years later and World War II. And as everybody knows, our world hadn't gotten any better. But, but even World War I isn't a new thing. You go back and you look through the history of time, even in, in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, you see that, that war among different people groups has always been. 
And while we want there to be peace, we know as Christians, or we should know, we're going to talk about tonight, is that there's never going to be a time in this world where we are always going to have the peace that we desire. Uh, Ecclesiastes says that there's a time for war and that there's a time for peace. There may be peaceful times in our world today, and even as Christians there may be seasons where there is peace in our season, but the kind of peace that God desires for us to have is not the kind of peace that we are ever going to fully appreciate on this earth, but it's the kind of peace that comes only from the Lord and a kind of peace that we will ultimately get to experience and understand in its fullness when we leave this world and go to the next world. I got 10 scriptures passages I'm going to read to you tonight that talk about peace. You don't have to look very far in the Bible to find scriptures that talk about peace. Now, you can turn to these if you can turn. I'm going to go through them kind of quick. Uh, If you want them later, I can tell you what they are. If you want to jot them down or try to turn there, you can. Uh, But I'm going to go through a few scriptures in the Bible that talk about peace, and we're just going to kind of break down some different aspects of what the the Bible says uh, peace is. The first one is John chapter 14, verse 27. This is Jesus speaking. He says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Your heart must not be troubled or fearful. You see, there's lots of people in this world that are looking to try to find solutions and answers to try to find peace in some way, shape, or form. But the Bible clearly says that there's only one place that we find peace, and that is through the God of peace. That is through Jesus Christ who says here, look, peace I give to you. He says, look, I don't give to you as the world gives to you. I give you real peace. There's a distinction between what God wants to give us and what the world tries to give us. See, what the world can give us may seem good for a moment or may seem like it solves problems for a little while, but Jesus says, look, what I'm going to give you is far better than anything that the world has given you or ever will give you. And so for the Christian, our peace comes from Jesus Christ. And when we come to times in life where we are, where we are anxious, where we are fearful, I believe that peace is the opposite of that. When we get to those times that we're just stressed out, we go to the Lord, and it's the Lord who gives us peace, just like he says he will in this verse. The next verse, Ephesians chapter 2, starting with verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of the Messiah. For he is our peace, who bade both groups won and tore down the dividing wall of hostility in his flesh. He made of no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations so that he might create in himself one new man from the two, resulting in peace. Now, that verse in context, Jesus was, uh, excuse me, Paul was talking about two separate groups of people. Kind of the same groups we just went through in Galatians. We're familiar. Those who were, who were trying to live by the law. And, and Paul here making that same point. He's saying, look, there was one group of you who were, who were God's chosen people and you received the law and you were living by the law. But now Jesus has come and he's, he's given freedom of redemption to everybody. And what Paul is saying here is that everybody in Christ needs to come together and be one and to be one. One in peace. That is, as Christians, we shouldn't fuss and feud and quarrel and fight with one another, but as Christians, Jesus draws us together in peace. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 20, it says, Deceit is in the hearts of those who plot evil, 
but those who promote peace have joy. We talked about joy last week, that as Christians we want to experience the joy of the Lord. It says if we do, if we do evil, those who, who have deceit in their heart, it says those who plot evil, deceit uh, 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 is in their heart. But it says for those of us who, who seek the peace of the Lord, we will receive joy. See, it's a constant theme throughout the Bible. From Old Testament all the way through the New Testament, this idea of peace, we see time and time again God referred to as the God of peace. Now we know that, that God is a God of wrath and God is a God of, of, of love and God is a God of all these things, but in the midst of all that, God, oh, excuse me, go ahead. God is also a God of peace. Let's look at the next one. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Finally, brothers, rejoice. Become mature. Be encouraged. Be of the same spirit. Be at peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Now that's good advice. That is good practical advice for those of us who are Christians. I'm going to read it again. Therefore, brothers, or excuse me, finally, brothers, rejoice. Become mature. That is, grow up as Christians. Let us continue to grow in the Lord. Be encouraged. Be of the same mind. That is, all think together and try to pull in the same direction for the good of the Lord. Be at peace. That's super important that we don't fuss and feud and fight with each other. And when we do all those things, and the God of love and peace will be with you. So when we as Christians are all working and pulling together for the, for the cause of the kingdom to do God's work, it says when we all work together and love each other and work in peace with one another, then the God of love and peace will be with us. Philippians chapter 4 verse 9. Do what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Now this is Paul talking here. And the God of peace will be with you. You see... What Paul is calling us to is not just do what we want to do. When he's saying live like me, he's saying live right. Because Paul is saying, look, I've been a good example to you guys. And, and, and God calls us to be obedient and to do what is right. And when we do what God calls, Paul says that is when the God of peace will be with you. Romans chapter 14 verse 19. So then we must pursue what promotes peace and what builds one another up. Again, that's a good, a good word of advice for those of us as Christians, that we are called to build one another up. We as Christians are not called to slander one another. We're not called to gossip against one another or, or talk badly about one another or tear each other down. Just the opposite. We as Christians should be going out of our way to make sure that nothing that we say or do is going to harm a brother or a sister in Christ. We should think twice or maybe three times before we speak to say, if I say this or do this to this person, if what I'm about to say is heard by another brother and sister in Christ about this brother and sister in Christ, what effect is that going to have on everybody? But the Bible says, look, we need to live at peace with one another and we need to build one another up. Romans chapter 12, verse 18. If possible on your part, live at peace with everyone. Now what Paul is saying there is there may not be times or excuse me, there may be times in your life where you do all you can to try to live at peace with somebody and they just are not going to let it happen. You do all you can to try to store relationships. You try all you can to keep the peace and you do all you can and it just won't work. But Paul says if there is any way, then we as Christians need to try to keep the peace. Just a couple of more. Matthew chapter 5 verse 9. The peacemakers are blessed for they will be called sons of God. 
That's one of the Beatitudes. That those who, who make peace are going to be blessed. The peacemakers are blessed. And so we see this theme all throughout the text that we who are Christians are always called to be at peace with one another. We oftentimes see it when Paul writes a letter, one of his letters in the New Testament or, or some of the other authors, that when they, when they write to a certain group, they say that, look, I'm writing to you, may the peace of God be with you. They may start the letter off with something like that. They may end the letter with something like that. But, but if, as you begin to look through the Bible, you see that peace is all over the place. You see the phrase, and the God of peace, and the God of peace. And so we start to kind of understand what God is like and what God calls us to be like. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses every thought, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now that is a good verse. We've, I've preached on that verse. I know some of you have probably read that verse numerous times. But that is a good verse. It says, look, when we got stuff on us, don't worry, don't be anxious, but yet just pray, give it to God. And when we give those things to God and let Him take control, it says that the peace of God will be on us. That's a, it's a hard thing to explain the peace of God to somebody that's not a Christian. Because it's a peace that you only feel from the Lord. It's a true peace that only God can give you. It's not a peace that anybody else can give you or any other thing can give you. It's something that just makes you feel so relaxed and so good that you just feel like, it's just the best thing ever. And the Bible says, look, when we are struggling, when we are anxious, when we are worried, when all these things are going on, give them to God and that peace of God will be with us. One more verse, Luke chapter 7, verse 50. This is Jesus speaking. And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now this was a sinful woman that the rest of the people, you know, Jesus was always hanging around these sinners and some of these Pharisees and Sadducees were questioning, well, what are you doing? But Jesus would point out, hey, look, these people, they love me. They show their love for me. And this woman here had faith in Jesus Christ. And what he says to her before, he, before she leaves is he says, look, your faith has saved you. And he tells her to go in peace. And the same is true for us. This fruit of the Spirit is peace. This peace comes only from the Lord. And this peace that we see that God Himself has, that comes from the Lord and indwells in us, is the same peace that we should have among one another. It's the same peace that we should have among our neighbors and our co-workers and those we come in contact with, those who rub us the wrong way, and it's hard to love them. Paul says, look, love them, try to have peace with them. If at all possible, try to be at peace with one another. And I think these words of Jesus are good for us tonight as we prepare in a few minutes to go home and we prepare to go out into the world and, and relationships and all these people that we're going to see and, 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 and come in contact with that we remember Jesus' words. And that as tough as it may be that when we go out to know that we are a representative of Jesus and we have the peace of Jesus Christ in us. So let us go in peace. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your good word tonight. We thank you for allowing us as, as Christians to have peace, dear Lord God. I pray that if there's one in this room that has never accepted Jesus, that they've ne if they've never experienced that, that true peace that he gives, that tonight, God, that they would just simply in their heart acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior. God, that they would just confess with their lips, that they would say, Lord Jesus, that you are the Son of God, that you died on a cross so that they could be forgiven, 
that they will acknowledge that they are sinners, but that your blood shed on the cross can save them and that your resurrection proves that you have conquered the grave and death and that you're coming back. God, if there are any, or any who haven't made that commitment to you tonight, that they would do that. God, for those of us who are in here tonight that are, that are yours, let us live in peace with one another here in this church that we keep a sweet spirit. God, that you help us to live at peace with our, with our family members, with our neighbors, with our friends, with all we come in contact with, God, that we will bear this fruit of peace that you put in us. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.